wake up and get out of bed Don't delay your sleepy head Grab a seat on the couch Listen to what we're talking about In a Saturday morning pajamas Hello and welcome. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax, and I'm here today to talk about a wonderful, underrated popcorn movie called Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. This movie was released in January of 2013 and stars Jeremy Renner, Gemma Atherton, Atherton, I probably pronounced that wrong, I apologize, and Peter Stormare. This movie is a wonderful, great movie for lounging around, enjoying with friends, and like I said, it's a popcorn flick. It's good, it's decent. Not going to win an Oscar, but still something you should check out. So let's go into a little bit about what the plot of this movie is. This plot reimagines, something we hear a lot these days, the tale of Hansel and Gretel, who are abandoned in the woods by their father, and as they're lost and alone and scared, they make their way and find a place for shelter. Just so happens this shelter is a giant house made of candy, and, you know, nothing bad there. I mean, what could go wrong? Oh, the evil witch living inside. Yeah, that could go wrong. So, of course, let you see the bed with Hansel and Gretel. Uh, Gretel having to clean and do chores around the house while Hansel is in a cage being forced to eat. At some point, though, the kids get their chance to escape, and they burn the witch. Now, all this is normal. You know, we know that story. But there are a few little twists they make to this part of the story. One being that some of the magic that the witch tries to use on Hansel and Gretel doesn't work. For whatever reason, it backfires. I, I don't really remember the details, but it doesn't work. And we go into, we find out why later in the movie. The other thing is all the food that Hansel is given is candy. That's going to be important later as well. This scene occurs previous to the credits. Once the credits, uh, during the credits, we then see a bunch of newspaper or more likely just posters, flyers, uh, different things that would have been posted in medieval times talking about, you know, there's these two orphan, two kids were orphaned and taken in by this town. And then there's a poster about how these two kids go off and kill the switch and another and another. They, for whatever reason, decide, you know what, we killed one witch, we can kill them all. So they start into the witch hunting business. Uh, once the credits are over, we now see Hansel and Gretel grown up. And they are going to, and they've been hired by a new town whose children have been stolen. Yes. Sorry, I've been playing Legends of the Twilight Princess and the children have been stolen in that game. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm not mixing these up because it's very similar, I realized. But yes, they are being told to go help out this town because they are being plagued by a witch. And, you know, the town doesn't want them there. The sheriff, he's a jerk. He, he blames this one woman as being a witch even though she is non-evil witch at all. And Hansel actually saves her. And that starts the very, very minor, really almost not really their love story. 
like they started it, like they could have had something, but they didn't go for it, which I'm glad they didn't go for it because that would have kind of made things kind of wasn't needed for the story, but it was still like a little bit there, so it was an awkward point of the film. One thing though, uh, as they're searching for witches, they know what to look for, they have the proper weapons, they are have a look more technology. Like they have something that acts basically as a taser. And this is still taking place in the medieval time frame that the original story took place in. So, you know, we had to get something in here. Another thing that they meant they have is they have insulin. Because Hansel has the sugar sickness, they call it. Yes, they gave Hansel diabetes because of all the sugar that which made him eat as a child over the course of a few days. I don't know if diabetes can come on that quickly, but, you know, it gave an interesting dimension to the story. <laughs> now, in their quest for the witch, they could come across, not come across, they're intersected, the story, there we go, Hansel and Gretel's storyline is intersected with clips of these three witches, who are the ones that are terrorizing the town, and they are basically not very good. They're bad witches. They do the black magic. Um, they have a plan to use the hearts of the children plus the heart of a white witch, good witch, to basically create a potion, to create a spell that will enable them to be able to resist burning. AKA, burning at the stake won't work anymore. So that's an interesting thing. The black witches um, also have the option to change their face so it looks really creepy. All that there. Now as Hansel and Gretel get closer to finding these witches, we you know we meet a friend. There's a troll who serves witches. Who trolls serve witches, apparently. But this troll helps Gretel. So who knows what's going on. And so as things go on, you are wondering, like, hey, what's going on here? You know, there's... Part of the plot, part of the plot with the story, or not plot, part of the plot holes in the story is that they don't fully explain some things. It's left for you to infer, but they don't really lead you there either. It's just kind of like, oh, well, okay, so I guess this is something they do. I guess if he's helping Gretel, something you know about her must be magical. Uh, big spoiler alert, they do find out at one point that... Hansel and Gretel's mother was actually a white witch. And the night she had the dad take the children away was really just to save them because the townsfolk were coming after her to burn her at the stake. Once the kids were safely in the woods, the dad meant to go back for them, except when he went back for his wife, the townspeople strung him up and killed him. For some reason, Hansel and Gretel are not too found in this town by the time the story ends. Don't know why. So that gave another interesting layer to explains why they are able to resist the magic of the black witches as well as to why their parents never came back. So that really is a great scene because throughout the story there's a couple other times where Gretel, she's having nightmares. She wants to talk about their parents with Hansel, but he's like, no, we made a promise years ago. He just doesn't want to hear it. He is a little bit more mad at the situation, which I understand. 
Gretel, though, needs some closure. She needs someone to talk to. And I think it's really great when they do find out what happened. While Canvas all those years being mad, it does bring them a little bit closer together as brother and sister. There's also the addition in the story of the Witch Hunter fanboy. Seriously, he has like a poster of Gretel on his wall of, of drawing. He knows all about, you know, he has all the books, everything. I thought something more was going to come to him, but no, he, he's just a character. He's, he's part of the plot. He helps a little bit, but mostly what he does probably could have been, his character was underused. There we go. So it was really interesting with what, how they work in all these different characters and they add to the story. Uh, at the end, it's not going to spoil the finale, but at the end they save the day. Really cool scene. And then Hansel and Gretel, their fan boyfriend, and the troll are now a big group. Was there one other person with them? I can't remember if it was another person with them. But they are now going off to search for the next witch. So, you know, leave it open for a sequel. Not too sure it's going to get one or needs one, but it was a great film. Now, the plot's out of the way. My little thoughts on the movie. Overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm very glad I picked it up from Amazon. And it arrived quickly in a couple days, so I could then leave it sitting on my desk for like two or three weeks before I actually watched it. Um, the... I like the creativity in the story, like the fact that Hawkeye plays, no, Hansel, because, you know, Hawkeye's one of my favorite Avengers from the Avenger movies, mainly with that whole line about how we're fighting robots, we're floating on, a, our, the city is floating, we're fighting robots, I'm shooting bows and arrow, now this makes sense. I know I messed that quote up, but I love that quote in Age of Ultron, and I love Jeremy Renner for it. <laughs> a few critiques of the movie is the pacing could use a little bit of work as well as some of the characters could have been better fleshed out uh, excuse my text message <laughs> some of the characters could have been better fleshed out the the story needs some work it I recall it's getting some attention but not a ton of attention when it came out it, this is one of those movies where it's, it's this, this, this was not the tentpole movie for a studio. I'm very happy the studio made it, but you could show where they rushed some parts along and that didn't really give it their full attention. With that, the other things I liked about the movie were there was some great moments with some of the characters, like the sheriff, really sold off how much of an asshole he was. I wish we knew more about him, but he was a really great addition. Um, just giving them an opposition besides the witches. Something else to kind of balance out, like, you know, this is all good, this is all bad. No, because he, when you think about it, the sheriff really did not like Hansel and Gretel. He was against all witches. Probably something bad happened to him at some point. But in his eyes, he's protecting the town. There's, you know, there's, there's witches, the children are missing, we have to blame someone. I really wish it went, I really wish they said why he blamed the one woman, technically she was a white witch, but still, she had no, white witches don't have the outward signs that the black witches do. So, there were no outward signs 
that she was a witch. It was just someone he picked. So it really would have been said, like, you know, like, oh, well, she put a curse, or oh, I saw her doing this, or why didn't this affect her? I wish they had gone into that. So he could have gotten a little bit more about what was going on with the movie. I'm trying to think of more stuff about this movie, but really, that's it. I do encourage you to pick it up. Why don't we also talk about one other movie while we're here? And then we're going to continue the fairy tale theme. And we're going to talk about Snow White, A Tale of Terror. This is about a 20-year-old classic. Oh, God, that makes it a classic. Now, jeez. This is a 20-year-old film starring Sigourney Weaver, and Sam Neill, and Gail Bellows. And is a retelling of the classic Snow White fairy tale. Now, in this movie, the plot is a little different. We do see a bit of Snow White as a child. We see her when her dad marries the evil queen. And for the first, I'd say, half the movie, she's not evil. In fact, you feel bad for the evil queen because Snow White is just rebelling. She's a teenager. She, you know, this isn't her mom. She's raised mostly by her nanny anyways. Queen's not her mom. The queen is trying to be helpful. Um, even picks out a dress for like, a certain special occasion and everything. Just for Snow White has one made. And instead Snow White goes off and she's 16. Finds one of her mother's old dresses and basically outshines the queen. At that point the queen didn't really get mad. She just kind of was very hurt. So... For the most part of the movie, at the beginning, you're thinking, wow, you know, I feel really bad for the queen. Then the queen asks to have Snow White killed, and that goes out the window. <laughs> the queen becomes very, very distraught, and I'd say crazy, when after a year, she's finally able to conceive a baby with the king, cementing her place, you know, as a real woman, blah, 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 all that bullcrap. Uh, but basically gain herself into that position only to have the baby die, stillborn. I mean, she's old at this point. Snow White's 16 and she's about the age of the king. This is olden times. You know, unfortunately, this was something that could happen. And so this is what really drives the queen to insanity. So Snow White runs off and meets the seven dwarves who are not dwarves. They are full-grown men. Uh, they are gruff-looking men, in fact... They sort of remind me of the dwarves, I use that term loosely, from the Romstein video for Sonic. If you have not seen it, this is one of the more safe for work songs. Uh, and the music video was basically them being seven dwarves. And uh, maybe it's not safe for work because the reason they're digging up gems and such from the mines is so Snow White can snort and shoot them up like drugs. So, um... Maybe the video is not safe for work, but the song is. <laughs> Anyways, so they are full-grown men, and some of them are a little bit gruff. They don't really trust her, but over time they do come to care for her. In the end of the movie, because I haven't seen this for a while, this was just something I wanted to add it since we were running short for time. <laughs> um, we do have... Actually, you know what? I have to jump back. I apologize. So we start off with seeing Snow as a child. And we actually see her mother. And her mother actually is killed when 
her and her dad are out on a carriage ride and they're attacked by wolves. So it does get a bit gruesome. There is blood. I just want to point out there that it does start off with a gruesome bit just to let you know this is not the Disney version that we're watching. So, you know, from there we go to Snow White as a child, losing the death of her mom, dad remarrying, being a little, you know, teenager rebellion, becoming a little bit spoiled brats, being chased off, and eventually, you know, the old queen does turn into a witch, and I'm sorry, there's only one thing I can really think of, and that is when she tries to bring the dead baby back to life. It involves semen I, I, from the king. I it's it's weird, okay? It's just weird. Um, <laughs> I know I'm not selling this very well, but trust me, it is a very interesting movie. It has a lot of great actors in it, a lot of great talent. It is just something that is a little different. And if you like different movies, definitely check it out because this will give you something interesting, new perspective, very enjoyable. Okay, so I think that about wraps up our show today. I do apologize that this one is going a little bit choppy. Uh, I'm a bit behind in recording, not an excuse. Um, but I do want to go into our usual particulars. And that is Audible has always offered us a little promotion for our listeners. If you're interested in giving Audible a try for 30 days it's totally free you can choose any book to listen to you know listen to the gym in the car wherever wherever it's a really great service i've used it myself love it if you want to check out that free trial just go to www.audibletrial.com smp and fill out your details and you'll be good to go this also links to your amazon account so don't worry about getting second login as well, if you want to be a patron, help us out, help us grow, you can go to our website at www.nonoms.net. There is going to be a link to be our patron on Podbean. Any amount helps, you know, even a dollar if that's all you want to give. No one's at, no one's making you give. It's just a way to help us out so we can get new content and improve for our listeners. One other particular, and that is I do want to thank all our listeners, because I know a lot of you are listening to us on Stitcher and iTunes. So I want to say thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, if you don't have Stitcher and you want to get that, you can download the free app. If you're on iTunes, keep going. We love you. We'd love to hear from you. You can always leave a comment at the blog post at nonoms.net. You know, Give us some constructive criticism. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Give us a suggestion. We always are here to listen. Finally, and this is just something I want to add, I would like to dedicate this podcast to my friend Lloyd Tinsley. Lloyd, unfortunately, passed away this past Monday in a car accident, um, leaving behind his 10-year-old daughter, daughter lost her mother about five years ago to H1N1, so she's been through a lot. So I want to dedicate this podcast to them. Um, there has been a GoFundMe that was set up by his family and to help pay for funeral memorial expenses as well to help support his daughter as she grows. I am going to have a link to that on the blog post. No one's required to give. I just want to dedicate this and anything I can do to help out my friend, his family, his daughter. 
I want to. So this was a hard podcast to get through. I thank you all for listening. And until next time, have a great day and we'll save you a spot on the couch. Bye.